Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. We've got myself, Greeno. I'm joined by a man who's very, very concerned about the potential attacks through the Nepean River of Chinese submarines. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, blockheads, millions around the world, listenership. How are we? Yes, they're coming for us, Greeno. They're finally coming. Aren't they? Apparently, apparently, yeah. The the defence ministers looked at the polling numbers and he's mm. like, "Fuck me, we need to do something quick. We need mm. to invent some Chinese attacks on the uh, the coast of Western Australia pretty quickly mm. in the next week, potentially." A la today, uh, hopefully that'll boost boost some numbers. Mm. Uh, for me, I, I find it an interesting strategy mm. because it doesn't really show that we're weak on defence. If China can just rock up, we didn't know about it. Yeah. Well, maybe it shows that we're really strong. It's like, no, 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 because obviously, you know, in history, Greeno, whenever the enemy can just sail up a river, I mean, straight yeah. to a city, it always works out well for the city, yeah. it? like the defending exactly. side. I mean, there's nothing you can do. So, yeah, mm. I, I, I just wonder, though, you know, speaking of strategy, if we're going to throw, like, tips around, let's pretend like we're Mark Price and we'll do everything we can to help China, okay? Yeah. So how about this? You know, they've already been building islands, like, in the South China Sea and stuff, right? So I wouldn't even bother invading Australia. Why don't you just build a ring of like land around it? It's yeah. an island, right? Ah, just good to go. You can build your own island around Australia. So then we're mm-hmm. we're now like in the moat of this new yeah. Chinese, and you can call it whatever you want, and then just say, well, we're not allowing any uh, tourism, you know, in and out of yep. China right now. So we'll just be mm-hmm. stuck. Here. I mean, we've been stuck here for two years anyway. What's the difference? Makes no difference. That's yeah. all good. I was thinking though. Let's let's just say like that was just something me being a dickhead about the uh, the Nepean River. Mm. But let's just say China did invade through the Nepean River. Yes, sailed right up really- the Nepean River. Don't yeah, worry, Greeno. Don't worry, Greeno. The fearless Nepean Bell will stop them in their tracks. Will Greeno. stop them. But I was thinking. I th- my theory is they wouldn't cause any damage because they'd be distracted by the fun festivities out in the Pennant region. You know, they'd be like, oh, should we attack? No, 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 no. We, we've got panthers over here. We've got some cables, water skiing. Yep. Uh, we've got some indoor uh, skydiving. Fucking, why would we attack? This is good times. You've got Harry's Cafe de Wheels, Greeno. Get yourself Harry's a Cafe hot dog or a pie floater. Get some Krispy Kreme. Some Krispy Kremes uh, out there. <laughs> while we're trying to want to invade, like yeah. the, the only thing they're going to invade is the buffet at Penrith Bandits. Yeah. That's all they're going to do. That's right. You know, because Sydney, the city has, you know, the Harbour Bridge, the Opera House. It has Boy, all of these sites. Nah, you know, you know what? We've oh, got that. a Chris Greeno. We've got a crispy fucking cream, mate. A cream and aqua golf. No, like, aqua golf. That's what we got. That's right. We got aqua golf. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that really terrible? They used to, the putt putt course that we had, right? We were so povo, right? Mm. That our local putt putt. Do you remember that terrible one? Let's not say where it was. It was but, inside a bowling alley. <laughs> it was inside a bowling alley. And yeah. it was so bad. Remember, like, the carpet was always ripped up on the floor. Always ripped up. Yeah, so it, it became – that's right. But we became really good at putt-putt because the, the carpet, like the poor state the course was in, became the obstacle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they after that, we'd go to the big fantasy windows. ones it with the clowns. Good. It was nothing. We'd just fucking shoot one every time, yeah. every single time. Through the divots, yep. through the cigarette burns in the carpet. It was fucking, it was good times. And you're also, you were also next to the squash court. So there was a squash Correct. court – a putt-putt course, course and a bowling, and a bowling alley. alley all in one. <laughs> in one building. 
So yeah. it, it was it was quite the eclectic group on a Thursday night because you'd have us, the stoners, who were in there playing putt-putt and just not really, you know, kind of killing time, I guess, you know, late on a Thursday. Getting, getting some very quality bowling alley fries, though. Yes, the, the fries were good. The hot dogs the were good. The fries were good. That the, was the only reason because we used to do sport there on a Thursday as well. That's and right. And so – You'd sign up for bowling or squash or whatever just so you could go there and eat the $2 fries. $2 and smash fries. them down at the, at the bowling alley. Good the times. Cheesy fries. Well, you'd be standing in line for your cheesy fries, but in front of you there would be like a middle-aged overweight man in a bowling shirt. And, you yeah. Know, so they were there. And then you also had like the super fit kind of doctor's wives fucking squash players and shit. Squash players, yeah. So you had the go. uppity, you had the kind of uppity private school squash players. Mixed in with, like, the blue-collar, overweight bowling alley people. Mixed in with, like, all of the teenage stoners. It was quite the experience. Nice, Gary! It was a nice time. And the school kids. Don't forget the school kids. Don't forget the school kids. Yeah. School kids hanging around, getting in everyone's way, trying to steal money from everyone all the time. Fuck. Those those little kids, those little rascals, Greeno. Playing playing Breathe by Prodigy on Relentless Back Cycle on the jukebox. That's right. Breathe with me. That's what that's what the squash players want to hear. At the bowling alley. No, for some reason, that's my, big, that's my biggest memory from that particular venue. Yeah. That's when yeah, Prodigy Breathe was just number one, and every week we'd go there for sport, and it'd be that song just in repetition. Like every every third song was Breathe with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it was not only like in the bowling alley slash squash court slash putt putt course. It was also outside because you'd have all the fucking wankers with the you know with their cars. <laughs> And they'd be blaring it in the car park as well. But it's it's worse than that, Greeno. You're, you're blocking out half of this memory. So the real tragedy of that was we got no break because before Breathe With Me, we had to put up with fucking Firestarter for months and months because yeah. that was the one that everyone was playing. That's right. And then it was almost like the memo came out and everyone just switched and it's like, oh, thank fuck they're not playing that song anymore. And after a couple of times of Breathe, you're like, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on. This, this is the movie, same yeah. guys. <laughs> same ah, fucking I've seen this movie before. They just twisted it a little bit. Yeah. Um, excellent. Damo, uh, hmm. time to get serious. Uh, I like stories to- about pinatas. Greeno does politics week three. Uh, we're in the lead up to the election. We've decided to add a little bit of a political segment yeah. uh, where Greeno does politics. Now, we've talked uh, relentlessly <laughs> about my observations of the political stream uh, over the course of this election cycle. Yeah. And uh, I realised, uh, thankfully, earlier this week, realised I could go, I could go to a pre-vote. Ah, right. What's a pre-vote, Greeno? Is that well, they kind well, of tease you up before the, the actual event? No, so basically, instead, like you got your election day, okay. but then in the two weeks before the election, you can just fucking rock up, get your vote done, oh. as long as you fit a certain criteria. So you just say you fit the criteria, and everyone's happy days. Um, I like the idea of early voting, but unfortunately for me, and you know my travel patterns these days, unless the voting booth is inside a Hungry Jack's drive-through window, then yeah. I probably won't get to it. Probably you know, skip it. Yeah, skipping, skipping that. that. Skipping that. <laughs> so I was like, look, fuck, let's just nip this in the bud ASAP. Let's mm. fucking get it out of the way. Let's move on. So rock up to the, the voting booth. And obviously we're aware of the like the two major parties. Yeah. We're aware of a couple of the other parties, you know, the, the little side ones are a bit you the got Greens. The Greens or, the, or yeah, the One, one Nation. Nation. But yeah. in our ballot. There's fucking like 45 parties to choose from. There is a lot. So on the the green sheet, you've got your one through six. 
And uh, to use a Bobcat Goldway joke that I use every election cycle on this show, <laughs> it's like picking the least painful dildo. Nice, you just kind of working, working your way backwards. Working uh, your way going, backwards the which one's going to hurt the most? All right, better put them six and go backwards. Mm. Now, when you get to the big boy ballot, yeah. That's when suddenly you're like, well, fuck, now I've got some choices. Yeah. Can because I just can I just pause this for a moment? I like stories yeah. about yeah. pinatas. As you know, the, the dynamic in our relationship has mostly been, for most of our lives, Boogs is the political one yeah, and yeah, Greeno yeah. is the non-political one. And then yeah. for this particular occasion, I decided to hand the reins over. You know what? It's time for young blood to come in. Fresh yeah. blood, a fresh, fresh set of eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And I want you to take over. And you've now, like, we're in week three of Greeno's political analysis segment. Now. Yeah. This is week three. Yeah. And finally, yes, and, fi- and finally yeah. you've made it up to describing what a ballot paper is. Okay. Nice. Now, I just want to point out the amount of yeah. research, and you've really embedded yourself in politics, haven't you? <laughs> For this segment, the sacrifice is just mate, breathtaking. Mate, the amount of hours... Yeah. I've had to put the family on the back burner for yeah. the last couple of weeks really? since you handed over the reins. Yeah. I was like, if I'm, going to, if, I, if I'm going to get this right for this show, yeah. I better make sure I'm doing the proper, putting the right time in, putting oh, the hours absolutely. in. absolutely, yeah. Um, so we we'll get to the ballot paper. That's where we're at yeah. so far. Okay. Okay. Now, I like stories about pinatas. This is important yeah, stuff. Yeah. Very important. So we've got <laughs> 45, 45 different fucking parties on this bastard, and they go, just go one to six. <sighs> one to six. Yeah. But once again, now I've got too many options. It's like going to a, to a restaurant and they've got too many things on the menu. Mm. Like I I know what you know steak and chips is going to taste like. Generally. I know what a, yeah. I know what a chicken parmesan is going to taste like. Mm. I know what the spag bowl is going to taste like. You know what I you know but, what when I order a battered fish and chips, greeno with a bit of tartare sauce on the side, I'm pretty much yeah. expecting something you know within a within an a, you know an allowable window, you know. Correct. Yeah. Spot on. It Spot can't, on. T- like, for example, it can't taste like beef if I order the yeah. chicken because that, that would be off. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm looking at this ballot paper and I know what four of the things on the menu are going to taste like. Yeah. But I'm looking at, at, at the other 41 and I'm like, well, fucking what's a, a sous vide lamb stick taste like? I don't know. Mm, good uh, question. I've got to, I've got to put six six on this on this thing, and I've got yeah super Atlantic. I've got you know. I can't um, even imagine what that tastes like. So. I've got oyster colon over here. I don't know. I don't know. It's on the menu, but I don't know what it is. I think so then you got to- Greeno. I think that's the definition of exotic food. It's that if if someone tells you the name of it, you sit there and go, mm. I have no fucking idea what that is. And I think yeah. that that's when exotic food kicks in. Exactly, but uh, unfortunately, this is this isn't a set. This is a set menu, sir. So uh-huh. I've got to pick six of these restaurant items, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. And I've already decided I'm I'm not a big fan of the lamb souvlaki. So something I know what it tastes like. Yeah. I'm not going to pick that one because mm. I already know I don't like the lamb souvlaki. Yeah. So now suddenly I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, can I just get the fucking lamb roast and potatoes, mate? Is that too no, hard? Man, can you just exactly. do the simple fucking things, and then I get that. No. Spot on. So once I've, I've listed off one through, say, four off my ballot paper of things I sort of know what the menu may taste like. Yes. I've still got two more bad boys to go. That's so it. then it comes down to names, right? I'm like, well, fucking now it's just a stab in the dark. Yeah, and now you're on fucking dessert. Now you're at that question at dessert, like, <laughs> do I go for the sweets or do I go for green? I'm personally a fan of the, you know, like the cheese and grapes situation yeah, for dessert. Yeah, more of a savoury kind of dish. I yeah. am, like yeah. a nice creamy couple of cheeses and a couple of grapes, green, maybe a strawberry or two. I like that for a dessert, you know, but your other people, they want the chocolate, 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 chocolate fudge. Correct. Yeah. So which way are you uh, tacking in this when you get to down to five, six? Where are you, well, who's, five, who's six, getting uh, the scraps? 
I, I put it down to names, right? You got to get down to advertisers. So I looked at the names. And I'm like, I'm just going to pick whatever name I like the best because that's how democracy the works. Sex sir. party. We're going to get a sex party, and then <laughs> there is—that's not a joke. There is a sex party. There's here. a sex party. They, yeah. they they came in number five, I believe, yeah. on my ballot. Uh, and then I think I legalized cannabis as well at number legalized. six, off memory. No, so scary. I realized it comes down to names. And the thing thing I noticed on the ballot is there's a big. A big fan of the. We're using the word united. Ah, uh, yeah, in, we that's, in, in the in the ballot. No matter what your party's called, you know, yeah, exactly. So you yeah. know, whether it be the your party, your party could be united called party. Your party could be called the Let's divide them up and kill them united, <laughs> and everyone would go, "Wow, that's a really united message. We love them." Yeah. Spot on. So uh, this goes back to my plan of like, you know, Greeno does politics because we're going to run in in what what year will that be? That'll be 2025. We're going to run. You've you've nominated me, have you? (laughs) I don't know. Us. We're going to do it as as the block. Can you Uh, you run as a duo? Because that might be fun. Yeah. You can have co-captains. Why can't you have fucking... Co-prime ministers. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for whoever's running against us because it's two against one, Greeno. They can't possibly win. No, hundred <laughs> percent. So looking at that, we talked about how everyone else, uh, the, the whole point in, in, in the election, no one actually has any policies anymore. What are you no going to do other other blokes are shit can't, right? Yeah, that's so right. So I've just I've decided <laughs> to, to take that knowledge and then amalgamate that with the united knowledge, that's and good. our party will be called. Sick cunt United Party. No, <laughs> but so, so when the opposition goes, no, 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 that bloke's a shit cunt. We go, no, 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 it's in the party name. Sick, sick cunt. cunt. Sick so cunt no, United. We can't United Party. Okay, now, so, now this is now I'm 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 going to all Greeno. You we don't know anything about anything, and we might have solved everything here. We so may have. We'll call the party Sick Cunt United. I reckon yeah. it also sounds like a YouTube football team. So it does a little bit. It could be a soccer team. So how about this? We run for office under Sick Cunt United. We'll get a few votes, yeah. and it's like you know what? Okay, then we'll then we'll start the football team, the soccer team. We'll roll over. That's oh, right. Like you like it? Mm. Nice, Gary. Now I'm open to suggestions. We could also go Mad Cunt United Party. Mad Cunt United. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if if we play up the the Sick Cunt aspect. Mm. When they challenge us and go, no, other, other blokes, uh, like, he, he's no good, mm. then we go, no, no, like, trust me, we're, we're covered. We're sick cunts over here. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a whole party platform. We don't Ma- need any policies. Mad cunts. Yeah, Mad Cunt United. You're you're a cheap man, Greeno, so you'll appreciate this. You know, Mad Cunt United would actually be a game changer in terms of our revenue because we could just steal all of Manchester United's um, apparel and just market because it's MCU, right? MCU, Manchester United, yeah. so it'll be That'll Mad be Cunt United. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just have the red shirts, Greeno. We'll be the red shirts. That'd nice, be nice. Gary. Little tip of the hat feel- to the Soviets, you know. I also feel we could play up the uh, lack of language skills from the opposition when they That's refer true. to us as shit cunts, yeah. and we go, no, no, see, so you can't read correctly. It says sick cunt. Sick cunt. Uh, so, it, like, it doesn't matter what they say. We, we just always play back on the fact they can't read properly. In a, in a great announcement this afternoon for the fledgling United Party, Sick Cunt United, uh, running in the local New South Wales election, they've actually been joined, Greeno, by an Indian faction, the Sikh Cunt United. Nice, Joining in, tr- showing that they truly are more multicultural and diverse than any other party. God bless those Sikh Cunts. Mm. And uh, in further breaking news, uh, they've also brought in uh, the Islam community with the Sheikh Cunt United Party. United. Well done. 
So we've got the sit cunt united, the seat yeah. cunt united, and the shake cunt united. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at this. This is kumbaya, Green. We're bringing people together, Damon. Fucking. I mean, bring in the boats. We've only just started. We're bringing them in. Yeah. That's how we're going to get the boats. Yeah. Um, it's a broad we, tent, Greeno, as they like to say here at sit cunt united. We got three years to, to kind of work on and workshop it all, but uh, you know, I'll tell you who I'll tell you who's got this fucking game down pat. Yeah. Based on what we saw last week, mm. the, the 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 current government is fucking just nailing it right now. Yeah. With the the amount of woof woof the advertising, yeah. The amount of woof woof wars they've managed to cram into one election cycle is beyond belief. Now, we, <laughs> last week we saw the treasurer. Yes. Uh, with Josh Frydenberg. With both uh, a puppy. And baby, yeah. uh, slash family, and nice. And, and I'm going to give him a nice Gary for that, Green. <laughs> nice Gary, because to squeeze in the woof woof, because you know our template is it's either a puppy or a baby. Ooh. That's the byline in this law. You know, he Tried. went, he doubled up, Green. He and we love people who double down on this show. We like to see it double down. Puppy next to baby. I mean, it was fucking beautiful, wasn't it? I mean, it he should be running the country based on this metric, shouldn't he? Well, obviously, the PM's seen that. He's like, fucking, I need me a bit of this puppies and babies action. Got to up the ante. So, yeah. so the week after, he's like, fucking Mother's Day. Yes. Woof, woof, Mother's Day. Fucking woof. happy days. Yeah. Now, uh, so the PM straight on there. So he's, once again, he's seen the polling numbers. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I need the puppies. I need the babies. I need the wife. Yeah. We need all of them in there. We need them in the photo. We're going to be the front page. We're going to talk about Mother's Day. Yeah. And uh, he's like, we need to talk about something. What are we going to talk about? Mm. And uh, the PM has decided, look, what what's the solution to building a stronger Australia? The question's asked, apparently. Yeah. What is the question to building a stronger Australia? And, and the PM said, mate, simple, family. Nice, Gary. It's, it. so, it's uh, the only thing we care, need, folks. Age care crisis, yeah. family. Yeah, well, that the, would the actually, you know, to be fair, that would actually solve the aged care that's crisis. Why that's why he's a genius. If the family took genius. that responsibility on board instead of the government, you know, then it would probably work. I mean, so housing crisis does have a point. Housing yeah. crisis, family. family. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you got on with your family yeah. and if you didn't you have to leave your home yeah. ever, if your dad didn't, didn't kick you out, out if your dad didn't kick you out when you were sixteen and you're living on the street, you know, uh, mm. that would have solved the homeless problem. You know, if family had taken you in, yeah. Uh, what what is the problem at the moment? The economy, uh, family. Well, yeah, a strong family unit. I mean, you find ways to bind together, don't you, Greeno? You throw it all into the hat, and you know, you make ends meet, and you work for each other, and you help each other yeah. out. So, yeah, you probably got a point there too. With the Unemployment family. issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, family. again, family support networks, Greeno. You yeah, will help. Yeah. Interest rate rises. Interest rate rises. Well, now that's a tricky one for the family to handle, uh, unless, mm. of course, they work at the bank. Then, could, yeah, then they'll be doing okay. Yeah. They'll be doing all right. Funny. Uh, yeah. About uh, Chinese boats, uh, pretend Chinese boats out on the Western Western Australian coast, Amo. Yeah, Family well, take care of that. we could. We could link all the families out there, link them up, uh, link arms across the river, Greeno, and just kind of form a human Again, net. Across America, sir. Yeah, that's right. Nice, nice Gary. Gary. That's right. Fantastic. Puppies and babies. Fucking genius. Puppies, babies, and he's given us the answer for everything. Family. Uh, don't raise that with the abortion people. Uh, probably not a good good call. You don't think well, you don't think the abortionists will be in favour of the family first policy, group? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder why. Probably not. Yeah. Now we thought that was pretty impressive, right? We were very impressed very with that. Impressive. We're like the PM, the PM, and the treasurer, and back to back. Funnily enough, Damon, I don't see hmm. any uh, wolf wolf bars in that particular paper from anyone in the in the Labor Party for some reason. Oh, really? I wonder why that would be. No. Oh, okay. They oh. all seem to be prominent. 
liberal figures that mm. seem to be on the front page of that particular paper well, every weekend. To be, to be fair, Greeno, if you wanted to, um, you know, wet your whistle on the opposite, then you'd need to be reading publications such as The Herald, The, the Age, Herald, which <laughs> correct, ABC, <laughs> you know, like that's that's your go-tos. Funnily but, enough, I did happen to notice that trend throughout the course of the week while yeah. Greeno does politics. I'm like, oh, we got puff pieces over here for one particular party, puff pieces over here for a different party. Everyone, uh, everyone this is the thing. Jealous, apparently. Yeah, well, look, this is the thing that everyone doesn't seem to grasp when it comes to politics, Greeno, and you're grasping it in week three, and I'm very proud of you. Thank it's you, like, People think people think that they're eating the good stuff while the other people are just eating shit. And the people Ooh. who are eating shit think they're eating the good stuff and the other people are eating shit. But really, yeah. all the pigs are just eating from the same trough, but same they're just trough. at opposite ends. But it's the, it's the same, same fucking trough. scraps being thrown into the trough. Into yeah. the trough, and we're all devouring it the same way. It's just we do it in our own little corner of the feeding pen. Correct. Well, yeah. yeah nice. Uh, nice so, uh, looking at this coverage, and then, yeah, the PM's already fucking, he's, he's gone nuts. You know, they've got the Treasurer gone nuts with the Buffalo Bars, blah, 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 family involved. And then Minister of Fun Kimmy. Yes. Uh, the, uh, what was she, number one in our power rankings That's right. back in, in 2019. That's right. Day. Controversially, she was the only winner of the power rankings because we had a candidate after that. That's right. <laughs> It, t- it tore the audience apart, Greeno. Yeah. <laughs> the power rankings, controversial. Controversially. It, it definitely divided the block audience in half yeah. from original 12 down to six. That's right. Um, it, was all, it was all very awkward. Yeah, it was. Um, so she sent us through this last night, yeah. and she's like, does this count as a wolf or why? And we were like, fucking credit to Dictator Dan, because he's taken the wolf or why to a new level. Another he's level. created his own segment, Dictator Dan. It's a better level. Well, I didn't say it was better. I said it's taken it to its own level. Own level. I didn't That's say it was higher. <laughs> nice. I just said own level. Could be much now, lower, you know, wherever his now, level is. If if Stefan Sears was in the chat, we'd get him to put this on a poll because we need to come up with a name for this segment. Now, yeah. you you uh, propose uh, was it? Well, hang well, on. Let uh, me. How about you let me for the benefit of the podcast audience, Greeno? Um, why don't you let me read the headline at least <laughs> so oh, they, yeah. they know? Dan Dan Andrews mourns the death of his quote beautiful boy and beloved pet cat Felix. Uh, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is mourning the heartbreaking loss of a beloved family member. One of the family's three cats, Felix, died on Thursday, surrounded by his owners after living a long life spanning almost two decades. So, yes, it, it it's I, I, I put it to you, Greeno, because, you know, is it a woof, woof, wah or not? Well, I'm going to give you two solid reasons for why this doesn't qualify as a woof, woof, wah, but it becomes yeah. something else. Okay, first of all, oh. I agree with you. There's no dog. It can't be a wolf. I'm sorry. It can't be a wolf. We don't make the rules here, you know, we just got to follow them. The English mm. language still means something, so it can't be a wolf. I propose to you that it's a wah wah per greeno, because wah, wah, because the wah is coming from the human. And now, see, this is the point two here. This is why this is so delicious, right? And this mm. is the this is the opposite end of the scrap trough. You see, because yeah. normally puppies and babies are presented in a very positive, warm light. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a happy story. Oh, look at the beautiful puppy and they're rolling around on the grass and oh yeah, the baby greeno. Yeah. Now these guys, they want to go, they're going to the dark side, you see. And it's like, no, no, no. Our fucking puppies and babies is about death. Nice, Gary. So we're gonna do a puff piece. I mean it's a ballsy move. We're gonna do a puff piece about 
the mourning loss of a family member. Are we going to use a dog? No, fuck that. That's what those guys do. We're going to use a cat instead. cat, exactly. Fucking nice, Gary. I don't mind it because I think what this is doing is this is trying to make uh, Dictator Dan a sympathetic figure. Mm. It's like I feel bad for him. You know, he's just lost his little kitty. Uh, I mean, it's sad. Don't get me wrong, but. This is Wolf Wolf Wah we're talking about here. This is Wah Wah Purr. Yeah. yeah, you're saying Wah Wah Purr. I was going Meow Meow Wah personally. Meow Meow Wah. Now, hear me out because you, you, you were right. You were saying that the Wah is actually the crying of the death of the kitty. Yes. Now, in your particular order, you've got Wah Wah Purr, which means the Purr happened after the Wah, which means the cat's still alive. Mm. Whereas in my logic, we've got Meow Meow Wah, Meow Meow, then he's dead, and then we cry. Well, see, now you're approaching it from a you know a numbers background, and I'm approaching it from a words background, Karina. So yeah. when I say wah wah purr, I mean like the wah for the purr. You see? Oh, okay, all right. Right, and when you yeah. say when you hear wah wah purr, though, you're like, no, 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 purr comes before wah, you idiot. Yeah, it should come before the. So how are we going to resolve this? I mean, we need to do a poll. That's what I'm saying. We need Stephen someone C's. in the chat. Yeah. Stefan C is our official pollster. Needs to put this out in a poll. Yeah. Uh, maybe give it 30 days for people to vote because we want a good sample size. Yeah. So we might get 10. 10 people might vote for 30 days if it's sitting there. Just, just to be safe, yeah. what's the more appropriate uh, name for a, a thing where it's a puff piece involving a kitty? A dead kitty. That's a important. dead kitty. It's going to be dead kitty. Mourning uh, the loss of the dead kitty. The kitty is it? <laughs> wah, 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 purr, or meow, meow, wah. Meow, meow, wah. <laughs> Shut This show just fucking gets shit. <laughs> I swear to God, man. Fucking like, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's fucking wrap up the political segment with some political stat man, sir. Oh, we're going to do a stat man. Hang on. I'm a stat, stat man. man. Because uh, the final debate was uh, late last week, and it was it was broadcast on Channel Nine, mm. and uh, they've like, look, fucking, uh, we need- fucking riveting, mate. <laughs> and they they got to the arse end of the of the debate, and they, they put it out to the viewers' verdict, right? Like, who won the debate? Mm. Fucking get on the votes, like old school Big Brother okay. or American Idol, whatever. Fucking everyone just get in there, fucking send your votes in. You do your hashtag, blah, blah, whatever. Fucking get in there, get your numbers. Now, the, Channel 9, uh, hear me out, and I'm not talking about bias. We talked about the two newspapers. Mm. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the chairman of Channel 9 also a very prominent member formerly of the Liberal Party? Uh, who's the chairman of Channel 9 right now? I don't know. Peter Costello. Oh, yeah. He was the treasurer. Yeah. There we go. We've, so, we've spoke about him, I think, either on the last show or the show before. I said he would have he would have been a really good prime minister. It was just the way that he, it was. Yeah, he got the yeah. poison chalice. He couldn't win the election, so he was fucked. Correct. So Channel 9, the chairman, happens to be a former very prominent Liberal member. So they were like, fuck me. We've got the numbers in. And fucking Scotty, Scotty's lost this. Fucking what did we do? Well, let's just switch the percentages. Uh, you know, what do you mean? Well, well, when we get to the end of the show, just put up that, like, Scotty got 52, Albanese got 48, and then we'll switch, we'll put the rule figures at the end and just say, oh, mate, typo, typo. Uh, but they back announce going, oh, you know, Scott Morrison comes out ahead. So let's have a look at this video okay. and kind of see how they quickly backflips when, they, when they're like, oh, we'll do it at the arse end of the show. Let's, let's see how we go. Okay. I haven't seen this, so I don't know. What it is. 48% chose Anthony Albanese. Now, I want to ask our panel, Chris, does that surprise you at all? Um, Scott Morrison's a powerful performer. I think on some some things... Okay, so how do I... 
So where are you getting the um, it's the opposite from? Uh, so keep watching the rest of the video and they come back from the ad and then Oh, this the is trunk. all this is all there is, that eleven seconds. That's all there is. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, there's a thing that comes in after it. Oh, so, is there is there another clip here somewhere? No. I think it's at the back end. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Well, hang on, hang on. So, yeah, it just flicks at, up on the screen look, for a second. Look at the graphics. So, right. the show at the start of the video, no, it's, and they're talking about how Morrison won the debate. And then the figures, in when they come back, oh, nice actually game. reverse. Nice <laughs> game. you win a debate. You just fucking flip the figures. <laughs> oh, look, you know. Most most people in the audience right now are American. They're going to be completely unsurprised by that, Greeno, because, you know, every fucking election in America, like, you'll get one set of numbers and it's like they're flicking backwards and forwards and you have no idea, like, what's the formula going into this? Like, it's just mm. like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, 52, 48, whatever. It's fucking close enough, isn't it, really? But it's because, it's because of the impact of it having, in, like, when it was the whole screen taking up the graphic, they had it one way. And when it goes down to the bottom rung, then it's switched around. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. That's not fair. That's very cute, isn't it? Mm. Well done. Convenient. Very convenient. Uh, fucking nice Gary and let's have a break. Nice Gary. Nice. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes 
Welcome back to the vlog, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Elon Musk. Yeah. I saw Elon. He's now decided to go do his due diligence. He's decided, ah, oh, Elon, we're still in the uh, the holding period, right? I yeah. I have to hand over ten percent of my deposit if I back out. Mm. I'll yeah. get back here. What is the cooling off period when you buy a Twitter? Like, because for yeah. a month, for, is it like a month or six weeks for a house or something? Uh, I think it's two weeks for a house. Two weeks? That seems kind yeah. of short, doesn't it? Well, it's like a six-week settlement. So you've got two weeks to fucking get your shit done. And okay. then otherwise you're just sticking around for months on end. Yeah. yeah. I think it's only two weeks. I'm pretty sure it's two-week cooling off period. Just two more weeks, guys. I, w- I would like to think it's two weeks for Twitter as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. Uh, Surely there's got to be some kind of like correlation with the dollar value as well. Like yeah. if you fork over 44 bill. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe, maybe I, you got a couple, couple extra weeks just to, yeah, do your due diligence. <laughs> I, I saw the tweet you were referring to about the bots and he's asking if 5% are bots. And when yeah. I saw that, I thought, oh, wow, he must be an idiot because he thought <laughs> <laughs> he thought that there was less than 5%. Just why? Because they told you so. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I think, I think Elon's got the building report in. He's like, fucking, I need an excuse to back out of this prick because like, there's some shocky, <laughs> some shocky stuff. He hasn't got council approval on that thing. Like, that's all over the shop. Wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if because the, the, the stock price went up when the whole Elon Musk thing blew up, right? What yeah. if now, after people have really pumped a lot of money into Twitter... He's like, ah, uh, you know what? Backing out, guys. Can't, I can't deal with the fucking. I can't deal with the bots. There's too many. What if he says, "I'm not buying it because 20% of the user base are bots." You know what that will do? That will create like a fucking domino effect because every single, every single advertiser who spent money, every single yeah. fucking sponsorship, everything has all been based on false figures at that point. And fudging the book screen, oh, you're an accountant. You know that's not cool, is it? Nice, Gary. Fudging the books. No, well, Twitter, Twitter will have uh, plausible deniability to go, no, we, man, we didn't create the bots. Like, someone else created the bots, not us. We weren't even here. Yeah, Put but away that weekend. What if, um, they, what if they aren't, though? So if, if, if he did that, it would end Twitter. Like, Twitter would cease to exist because, like, financially, everyone would be like, oh, I'm getting all my money back. Thank you very much because of your bullshit. Um, realistically, how much money does it cost to run Twitter? Like, fucking nothing. No, so no, 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 no. It's not the money that it costs to run Twitter. It's the money that people have given Twitter to for advertising and whatnot based on numbers which end up being false because like ten to fifteen percent of the you know eyeballs were not real. Like they were. If you if you're advertising figures. on Twitter and you don't realize twenty percent of these things are bots, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, I, I understand that, but people would have signed like you know people will use that. They'll use any excuse to create a legal shit fight, Greeno, and they'll be like, oh, we can get Twitter for millions here because uh, of this bot situation. Every single company will be lining up to file against them. I don't think and so, they'll, they'll think go bankrupt. They'll, they'll cease to exist. I guarantee when you sign up for advertising with Twitter uh, in the terms and conditions, like every other thing you sign, there's 4 billion pages that no one actually reads, and in there it will say, uh. we say that there's fucking 20% bots. <laughs> if- uh, no, I, I think if they if they were to admit that twenty percent of them were bots in the fucking contracts and stuff, I think it would have come out by now. They won't say twenty percent. They'll say, you know, we hold no liability for any, you know, fake accounts. Blah 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 blah. No. They'll, they'll have some kind of like legal little, little trap door in there to cover their ass. They won't say it's twenty percent no. bots. They'll have legal wording to go. 
we're not going to get in trouble when we we know they're twenty percent bots. Yeah. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going to say you're wrong because you're probably right. Like yeah. generally, people don't get punished for bad things anyway, do no, they? That's, that's not how life works. Yeah. Uh, I, tell you, I tell you, who's getting punished right now? The fucking Ukrainians. Ukrainians. Nice, Gary. So- nice, Gary. <laughs> So look, hear me out here. I saw this throughout the course. Yeah. Now, U2's Bono and The Edge performed in a bomb shelter in Ukraine today after being invited to perform by President Zelensky, the band players, four out of fans, including members of Ukraine's armed forces. Now, yes, hear me yes out. ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. Yeah. Bono and The Edge were invited to perform in a Ukrainian bomb shelter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's now, this, this is real life. This, this is, is happening, Greeno. This is happening. This is being posted as news. Greeno, so, I want to know how did they how did they get the fluorescent like purple fucking disco lights into the bomb shelter? Were they wired uh, up before the war or after? So what was that, happening in this? Was this a nightclub, Greeno? No, this point. is uh, Russian bomb nuclear afterglow, sir. Okay. Uh, that's the purple that's there. Now, this got me thinking, right? Now, if if I'm the leader <laughs> of, of a country being invaded, uh, I'm fearing for the safety of my citizens. Yeah. I'm worried about the fence. I'm worried about food. I'm worried about electricity. Yes. I'm wondering about, oh, do, I, do I attack? Do I defend? Mm. Do I give up? You know, the cat, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. You know what's not on my fucking to-do list? <laughs> Let's give you two a dingle and say, hey, do you want to pop on over and fucking play a couple of songs for us? Belled, belled, out, belled out a couple of classics, Greeno. This is not fucking <laughs> popping up on my to-do list as president when my country is apparently being bombed incessantly by Russian and under attack. I'm not thinking, hey, maybe, maybe Bono on the edge will fucking just lift the spirits. Yeah. I know your house just got blown up. I know you just lost a limb. But fucking yeah. listen, listen to Bono. Build this bastard out. Yeah. He fucking, he's still got a Bono. He's still, he's got, still it. got it. You know, once once upon a time, Greeno, they used to send like scantily clad women in to do can cans in front of horny soldiers to in order to rev them up. And it's because basically the message was, look, if you go out there and kill the enemy and win the war, we'll let you get some pussy. Okay, so yeah. that's that's how we're going to drive the motivation of the troops. In right. twenty in twenty twenty two, this is what you get. Yeah. Hey, Shots will ring out. Oh my god. A tragedy unfolded. Look, oh, it's a news report. That's brilliant. The Greeno, this can't be a bomb shelter. I was thinking it before at the start of this clip. If you go right here, see, I'm thinking, you know what? This looks like a fucking subway station or a train station or something. You know, it's got the whatever that is, a metal detector. And then if we go here, Greeno, look at this. I want to show you. Twin triple escalators, my friend. Nice, I don't think it's a bomb shelter. It looks like some kind of public transport hub, Greeno. Imagine if, imagine if you were standing at the top of this escalator and you're being held off by the riot squad, and you're like, "Man, I'm gonna miss my fucking train. What the fuck is going on down there?" Oh, Bono and the Edge are entertaining people in the name of freedom against Russia. Popping out, still haven't found what I'm looking for. You'd you'd pray you'd pray for Vladimir Putin to bomb you into a fucking smithereens, wouldn't you? At that point, at this point, I'm fucking ten minutes at the edge and Bono, my fucking bomb. Away. Bomb away. <laughs> now, now, Damo, it's pretty come, come, and, it's, uh, come and wipe us out, please, Vladimir. Yeah, I can't take this anymore. Before they do an encore. <laughs> Look at so the edge wearing his fucking cap, mate. Terrible. <laughs> Bono. Bono's trying to squeeze into those pants. I mean, oh, he's dead, not. Dead. 
he's not moving well, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, we had a team of assistants get him in those pants, I guarantee it. That's unfolded in Ukraine again today. In again today. I do love a classic newsreader voice. Oh, that is a perfect... Yeah. Newsreader, like vintage British not, not pieces, like yeah. Tragedy uh Tragedy today. <laughs> Bono was entertaining people in a subway today. People Tragedy. prayed for Russian invasion. Alright, so we've established Zelensky has a good speaker on the pulse. He's not a man of the people, Damo. He's not a man of the people. Who is a man of the people? I say he's a man of the people, Damo. Who's a man of the people, Grado? Prince Charles. Okay. Prince Charles understands. Now, Prince Charles gave an address for the course of the week. I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah. He, he rocked up. He's like, well, we've got a speech to give. And fucking, like, we're, we're going nuts. I think the Queen was meant to be the one that delivers this speech, mm. but uh, it's like the national address. But, but Charles is like, nah, man, Mumsy, I've got it covered. Mumsy. I've got it covered. Yes. I'm going to rock up. I'm going to give a very heartfelt speech. Now, uh, Prince Charles announced the government's top priority is to help ease the cost of living for families. Oh, that's nice. nice. With a promise to live in the country. Now, for those listening on the podcast, Damo, would you like to describe where Prince Charles is delivering said speech, where he wants to help ease the cost of living for families? From a throne literally made of gold with oh. with uh, apricot-sized fucking rocks embedded Correct. in it. No, <laughs> and not just the golden throne. He's got a golden wall behind him. Yep. He's got a golden seat for Camilla. He's got a golden seat for some bloke sitting on the left. He's got a golden belt for his golden sword. <laughs> But he's sitting there giving a very heartfelt speech yeah. about how he wants to help. Do you want to hear the speech? Let's hear the speech. No, let's hear the speech, shall we? Okay. His government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy and help ease the cost of living for Good families. Good for you, Charles. Charles. Her Majesty's government will level up opportunity in all parts of the country <laughs> and support more people <laughs> into Jesus work. Christ. Her Majesty's ministers will continue to support the police to make the streets safer Mm. and fund the National Health Service to reduce the COVID backlogs. (laughs) In these challenging times... Now, even his son to the left of him looks like he wants to fucking commit suicide, Greeno. He's laughing, yes. Now, uh, a couple of thoughts on that speech. Once again, we're fixers here, Damon. We love fixers. You know nothing about the royal family. I know nothing about the economy between us. We're going to fix it. So, uh, first point of of, uh, of there, Charles is like, we want to ease the cost of living for families. Now, here's my proposition. Mm. How about Charles takes that gold on the throne down to cash converters? Starts handing out fitties <laughs> with how much he gets to the local families. I just want to see him rocking up cash and There's American shows where they go to a pawn shop and they're like, hey, mate, I want you to give us this. Oh, no, no, and no, no. That's too good. No, no, that's way off. In those in those shows with the pawn shops, Greeno, that you see like on Discovery Channel and stuff, they actually have good shit. You know, they have expensive shit. People come hey. in with interesting stuff. <laughs> Pardon me. No, we need cash converters. We need cashies. Well, that's the thing. Cash converters, right? Go back to our story before. Cash converters was next door to the place that had the bowling alley, the fucking putt-putt course, and the squash court in the same fucking building. Cash converters was right no, next door. Now, now, in that area, cash converters, yes, it's a pawn shop, but it's not the pawn shop you go to to find something rare and interesting like, oh, my God, look, at a signed Elvis Presley thing. 
No, no. Mm. We want to see Prince Charles at that cash converters with yeah. that with that fucking gold throne kind of over his shoulder, and in front and behind him will be a mixture of unemployed people, Samoans and whatnot, <laughs> holding broken televisions, <laughs> guitars with no strings, and a whole bunch of fucking scratched up CD cases. Green. Nice. Yeah. That, That's that, what we want to see. It was next to the bowling alley squash court and right. uh, pop-up course. <laughs> yes. Also, people flogging off. Bowling shoes bowling and shoes. short rackets. They just hired. <laughs> they just and, hired and- from the bowling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we're That's a fixer. So they'd walk. They'd that. walk straight out of the bowling alley <laughs> and straight into the fucking the pawn that's shop next door. Next door and sell the gear to them. Hey, hey, bro, hey, bro, how much can we get for a tennis net? It's a tennis court over here. I'll go a box for the tennis net, eh? Yeah. They they call a squash racket a fucking tennis bat. Greeno, yeah. <laughs> how much for a tennis bat? Tennis bat, we got it covered. <laughs> so that's that's number one. Point number two. Prince oh. Charles was talking about how uh, was it something about the police that he wanted to make sure there's enough support for the police yeah, and, and, and for that. Now, Her uh, Majesty's government will play a leading role in defending democracy and freedom across the world. <laughs> yes, the government is going to protect you. <laughs> Yes, he he, he, he definitely he definitely wants to support the police, Greeno, because without the police, I think it would end up being like a King Louis situation where <laughs> they end up storming the fucking castle and banning them all. So nice, he Gary. really does want to you to support the police because remember, Greeno, the police aren't here to protect you from criminals; they're here no. to protect the government from you. Correct. Well, here's the other thought. You're talking about the police and whatnot and providing a sufficient number of support. What you could do is, because I saw him driving to this speech, yep. surrounded by the equivalent of about 28 police forces. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because obviously he's got the gold crown. He's got to make sure that that's fucking taken care of. Got to protect protected. that. He could give away maybe 80% of, of the police force that was taken up. Mm. Imagine how much crime was happening when the police force was distracted <laughs> by driving around Prince Charles. Yeah. Just so we could get to this speech, sit on his gold crown and talk about cost of living pressures and how he wants to provide police support. Fuck me. Talk about tone deaf, man. Like, this is why sick cunt United Party we're is going to fucking take over the world. That's right. Because we're going to sit there and, like, we're not doing that bullshit. Like, yeah. we're not doing, we're not, we're not taking money off the fucking, we're not skimming money. We're not, we're just here for the people, Damo. We're here for the oh, look, sick cunts. That's what we do it. That's right. I'll work for the people, Greeno. I'll take 60K a year. How about that? I'll do it. I'll do it for that much. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I expect a lot of kickbacks. Don't get me I'll wrong. I'll give me some kickbacks. Don't get me wrong. Because <laughs> we are sick cunts. We will, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, be taking bribes. But just for the boys. <laughs> just for the what jobs for the boys, Green. Jobs for the boys. <laughs> nice, Gary. Uh, that's enough. That's loose. I need to fucking write the shit. Mm. And I thought, look, if I'm going to think about where, how we're going to write the world, because fucking we've worked out, Scomo is not going to do it. Uh, Dictator Dan is not going to do it. Yeah. Albo's not going to do it. Albo's uh, Zelensky's not going to do it. And now we realise Prince Charles can do it. I have to look somewhere else. Mm. So I'm thinking fucking Dolly Parton. Mm. And then, unfortunately, lo and behold, it turns out, bro, the world is fucked. Because I saw this throughout the course of the week, and there's a lot to fucking unpack here. Like, hear me out. Let's okay. read the headline for it. our podcast listeners. Okay. Dolly Parton is starring in a musical about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza <laughs> that will premiere on TikTok later this month. Now, this is a musical inspired between Dojo Cat and TikTok star Victor Kunda. Victor Kunda? 
So there's a fucking lot going on there. All right. So firstly, country uh, on Monday, Dolly has revealed. Oh, there's a video. I didn't realize. I didn't click on links. TikTok musical. That's right. To celebrate the return of the popular Mexican pizza menu item. So this has become the Snoop Dogg fucking menu long ad, but they've turned it into a musical about the Mexican pizza, the salt, and Taco Bell, and they're like, where can we do this? It's all on TikTok. Yeah, and you know what's strange for me, Greeno, is that, you know, you were thinking about all of these things and you thought of Dolly Parton. When it, whenever I think of Dolly Parton, all I just think of is tits. Nice, tits. Gary! <laughs> I don't know anything she's done other than be the woman Welcome who's famous. You know, but other than that, but she really only got famous at that because of the tits, right? Like the tits, that's, yeah. That's pretty much like she was the. Well, she's a very famous country singer. Yeah, because because of the tits. The tits. Yeah. yeah. She was she was like the era before's Pamela Anderson, but far less. You know, without all the fucking drug abuse and stuff. Well, that we know yeah. of at least. She has been. She has kept herself kind of perky and up. I do wonder if she's on some kind of prescription medication. Right? There's definitely some yeah chemical imbalances. Chemical being, imbalance. You know, <laughs> That's nah, right. Yeah. It's been worked just, out. To, just to keep her up and all happy and vibey all the time. Happy days, exactly. All right. So we've established that Dolly's not going to be the answer. So yeah. fuck, man. If if we can't, so let's go through the list. Skomo can't do it. Albo can't do it. Dictated Dan can't do it. Uh, Zelensky can't do it. Uh, Bono can't do it. Uh, Prince Charles can't do it. Mm. Dolly Parton can't do it. She can't. Well, fucking, we're running out of options. We better go to Twitch streamers. <laughs> Maybe they can save the world. You came yeah. across this throughout the course of the week. I did. And look, I think this has been shared around a lot. And part of me thinks I don't even know if it's fucking true or not. But, it seems like a stitch. <laughs> well, it, it does. But then Twitch streamers, uh, they're, a, they're a population unto themselves, Greeno. They have their can own. Can you explain what a Twitch streamer is for me, sir? Because I'm, I'm not aware. Twitch, isn't that video game streams? Mostly. That's what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. Called- it's everything, but it's mostly video game streams. Yeah. So it's like a, a website where you can just do live video and. Like just YouTube. It's like YouTube. It's like D Live. Basically. Okay. It's linked to Amazon, but, you know, so you get an Amazon Prime membership, and which I, I guess that means that's why they have such a big user base because everyone who has Amazon Prime automatically gets a Twitch thing or something. Okay. So anyway, but it's also famous for Greeno uh, Thoughts <laughs> streaming on Twitch. You know, yeah. girls who are pretty terrible at video games, but yet they get, like, thousands of people watching just, of, like, thirsty neats, Greeno. You know is is that why? Because I was trying to work out why this lady was wearing a very revealing uh, skirt dress with well, an apron on top of it. Well, because she's getting donos, you see. And if you see, like, the, <laughs> she's getting donate. Look, it says how to add time. So she, I guess they're adding time with money. One sub, uh, five, so, $5 so, uh, dono. So let me, let me learn. Let, so I'm just trying to see you to understand here. Yeah. So people pay to extend your Twitch stream. So if like I, guess. I, 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 put, I start the show for 20, for 20 minutes yeah. and then it's like, look, if you want this shit to go on for a bit more, hmm. chuck in a fitty and then I'll go for another 20 or whatever. That's right. Ah, there we go. Now, that's a good premise. We could try that for this show. I, don't, I reckon we'd be out of here well before a hard hour. Well, okay, so you can see she's got green. She's already got a hundred bucks. There's a, there's a. It might be cut Someone off on the screen at home, but someone paid a hundred bucks. Like once again, guys, fucking porn is free on the internet. Well, no, her goal is three thousand, so she's barely on her way. She's only got a hundred. 
But who is paying $100 for this shit? Like, well, it might have been it, a collection of people because you see, Greeno, on the left-hand side, it says birthday sub goals. Now, subs are subscribers, right? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. underneath that, her sub count is 122 out of 600, which is good. 122, which will buy you, Greeno, 100 equals marshmallow challenge, 150 equals cosplay outfit, 200 <laughs> equals yoga session. 250, and this is the one I want to find. 250 equals unban requests. So if you get more subs, you'll start unbanning people who had previously been following you. 300 is eat lemon. 350 is play twister. 400 is ice bucket challenge. 450 greeno is an interesting one. Egg smash on face. Nice, Gary. So so for 450 subs, she'll smash an egg on her face. For 500, Delaware shorts. For 600, body painting greeno. So, look, subs don't cost money, right? So this is all just kind of, hey, people follow me Mm. and I'll do some dumb shit. Fair Mm. enough. That doesn't cost any money. Mm. When you start forking over some hard-earned, though, you want to see some tit. At least. Or equivalent of, like. Yeah. No, don't you want to see this, Greeno? Don't you want to see see this, this cooking here? Have a look. Let's have a look at this. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit, oh fuck, 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 fuck. Oh fuck, 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 fuck. See, this is, I'm so cynical. I don't know if this is fake or she's so fake that she makes it look fake, if you know what I mean. And it's real. You know what I'm saying? Hear me me out here. Here's why I think it's fake, right? And I think this is like an an illusion. That is not a gas top oven. So there's like, for something to ignite and turn into fire on top of that particular stove, mm. you'd need a flame ignition, correct? Um, not if, if the stuff in the pan. Burning, not if the stuff in the pan enough, has ignited. Yeah. Yeah, but what's it, like? Surely that's like what is sitting around? Uh, maybe that's fat that's spat over. All right, now maybe yeah. there is a plausible science aspect I, of it. Look, my here's I think my there's theory: so much fat in that pan and oil in that yes. pan, it's then spat around the outside yes. of that. That convection convection stove. That's a convection stove. Uh, yeah, it looks it, doesn't it? It doesn't yeah. look like a gas stove. Yeah. <laughs> that it's then spat up, and like there must be so much oil that it's then jumped in. Once again, you put, shouldn't put that in the sink. That's gonna fucking just let it burn off. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I reckon what she's done is she's poured like like a ton of oil into the pan. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's basically like deep frying in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And when she's flicked it around, there must she must have thrown something in there um, to get that kind of reaction. And then, you know, of course, it's burning so hot every time it, you know, touches the fucking element underneath or whatever, it just spreads. Yeah. You can't put it out. Fuck, I don't know what to do, guys. I don't know what to do. Yeah, look, see, because it looks like plastic or like, you know how there's something, there's that's that's a physical piece of material there on the right that's fallen out of the pan. Yeah, it looks like it. You know what I mean? So... Oh, and then she just drops it on back on top. No, <laughs> that's right. Like, what? Why are you watching this person cook? Like, that's what fucking. This makes no sense. Like, so you can tip her. Fuck? So you can tip her. So she'll do a yoga session, Greener. <laughs> I can go on fucking Pornhub and watch someone get fisted for free. Why the fuck am I fisted subscribing for free? <laughs> nice, Gary. You are Why cheap, though, Greeno. You are very cheap. Why the cheap. fuck am I subscribing so she could do a yoga session? I don't know. But, um, don't, but this is this is what makes it worth it, the fact that she nearly burned a house down. Help! You know? Help! 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 Help
It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly really love it. <laughs> no, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back in the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes. Uh, did you see the dude that walked up to the PS press conference today dressed as Kim Jong un? No. <laughs> Should <laughs> I have? Sure, it's pretty funny. Okay, is it? Have you got it handy, or is it on YouTube? Do you think? Uh, yeah, or? I'll forward to you now. I just saw it while I was checking Twitter oh, during fantastic. the ad break. Uh, so now, now I've gone to a quick. Uh, I've been into shout outs very often on this show, mm. uh, but shout out to uh, our good friend BE who yeah. helped me yesterday, yep. and. Uh, hopefully, all, feeling a bit better now. Uh, hopefully, all the tests came back all clear. But Definitely. it got it got me realizing. I was speaking with the, the wife last night, and I'm like, I'm now realizing. Sadly, we're at the age mm-hmm. where when friends have chest pains, it's a fucking concern. Yeah, 
It's like fucking nice, weird. What do you that look like? So back in the day, you had chest pains. You're like, be night, eh? Fucking dodgy kebab. Mm. Uh, now it's like better get that looked at. So I have uh, chest, yeah. I have chest pains a lot, but you know what? After a couple of cigarettes, it feels better again. So. Oh, it works out. Out. Um, so yeah, hope you're feeling well, mate, and uh, hopefully everything all came back clear. Yep, absolutely. Now, uh, I tell you, a man who, who probably could could take some advice, and, and you know, well, hang on, hang advice. on, we're going to play your thing here that you just sent me. Let's have a look here. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Okay, so it is the election season here in Australia, and the. Prime Minister and the opposition leader are on the campaign trail, and this man approached. Is it the Prime Minister Greeno? Yeah, this is it the dressed Prime as Kim Jong. Press conference today, doing another pop piece. Okay, how do Talk we know it's not the real? Because he's got the haircut down perfectly, doesn't he? Hey, he's got the haircut. He's got the mannerisms. It's a very, very good Kim Jong Un impersonator. Okay. I must admit. Let's have a look. Gladys Lynn is the Prime Minister candidate for Australia. I'm going to ask her. Excuse me, you are going to have to leave. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign. Excuse me. Need- oh, <laughs> you dick. You dick. Is that one? That's what, so that's one of the prime minister's guys. Have a look. How yeah, do you anyway. like that, conservatives? How do you like that? So the man wearing the green skivvy. Green. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's a green polo shirt that's two sizes too tight because you've got to uh, show off those a, pecs. Well, it's not a polo because he's wearing long sleeves. So oh, I call a- that a... <laughs> It's a country a, club shirt. It's a country jumper, I guess. Country jumper. A jumper. <laughs> so he's now stepping in, and what does he say? This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen on the campaign trail. He's not Asian, mind you. He's no. just typical, boring, white trash like the rest of us, right? Yeah. So how does he get to decide if it's offensive or not? What if it's not offensive? I mean, the Asian man doing the impression of the North Korean leader doesn't seem offended by it. Yeah. So, good on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to age with you. I think it's good. This is the kind of guy we need to get on board, Sick Hunt United Party. Sick Hunt United. You reckon he runs for us, Greeno? Kim Jong. Well, I- we'll have Kim Jong running for the Sick Hunt United Party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask her. Excuse me, you are going to have to leave. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen. This is so campaign. offensive. You, need to, this is you don't tell business. the Supreme Leader what to do. <laughs> You don't tell the Supreme Leader what to do. And, and look at the face on the guy who was like, this is the most offensive thing I've ever seen. He has that's the that's what it looks like when North Korea fucking bombs you, Garino. <laughs> that's the look. He has just been owned by the leader of North Korea. <laughs> you do not excuse me, you do not tell the Supreme Leader what to do. Nice, because <laughs> you, you've got to, you've got to own the bit. What? Well, no. What I would have loved if that was legitimately yeah. Kim Jong who just oh. decided to gay crash, and then had. Why would he want to? Why would he want to hang out with Scott Morrison? No, no, <laughs> not to hang out with him, just for shits and giggles. You know, uh, just to rock up to have someone shirt front him and go, "This is offensive." And then Kim Jong's like, "Fucking peasant, I'll fucking he'll take care of him." You do not uh, tell the fucking supreme leader what to do. <laughs> She's the support she's doing here. And now she's going to support the North Green regime. So thank you very much, all for coming, for supporting this great, great candidate for, for the area. Excuse me, who are you? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to fucking know? That's, <laughs> that's the look on his face, Greta. When the that journalist asks, excuse me, who are you? What is your name? Wouldn't yeah. you like to fucking know? Exactly. 
Sorry, no, nice carry to that dude. Nice that, carry. That, that, nice that was the most, carry. This, this campaign's been going for, what, five weeks now? That yep. is the most entertaining thing I've seen happen on the campaign trail thus far. It's been terrible, hasn't it? Literally the worst. I still have no idea what anyone stands for. It's fucking horrible. No, nobody, uh, nobody openly stands for anything. That's the problem. No. And if you try to please everyone, Greeno, you'll please no one. Exactly. Just fucking give us a platform. Yeah, we like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's like when when one side comes out and says, "Oh my god, the other side are so awful." They want to round up gay people and slaughter them in an abattoir, and it's like, you know what? That's clearly not true, and that's your hyperbole, and because you're mm-hmm. an activist. But I'd almost respect it if it was, because at least it's a platform. At it's least something. it's something, you know? Like, okay, they've got something on paper, at least. It might not be what I want, but at least they've got a plan. They're you know? working on something. I feel like they're, they're proactive. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's still no power in Lismore, by the way. Isn't there? How long no. has that been out? Six weeks, pretty much Six as long weeks. as the campaign trail. Fucking brilliant. No time, no time for that. Busy doing fucking puff pieces. It's just it. insane. Like, what's the, I don't care who, who's in charge. Like, someone go take care of some shit. Like, yeah. do some work for fuck's sake. Um, a man who's working hard though. We talked about him on last week. Working nine been, to five. Been a little shark talk the last couple of weeks, and this isn't about his big dong because yeah. apparently the shark uh, had to, had to pose some questions about a, a journalist that was killed. Yeah. Over there in Saudi Arabia. No, no, no. Was he killed in Saudi Arabia or is he killed in a state? Oh, yeah, he was killed in Saudi Arabia. He worked for the Washington Post, I think. Mm, I th- I Jamal so. Khashoggi, yeah. He worked yeah. for the Washington Post and then there was a, this whole big thing about, um, you know, we love journalists and stuff that went on for a while. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to sound dismissive, but that's pretty much what it was. And yeah. it was like, oh, justice for Jamal Khashoggi. Now, But the backstory that you need to know about this, there's Jamal there, the young man. Now, the backstory, what you need to know about this is Greg Norman, as we discovered last week, Greeno, that you alluded to, is currently setting up this kind of Saudi-sponsored Rebel Golf League. Correct. So between him and Phil Mickelson, they both copped a fair bit of flack for setting this up based on, you know, the the human rights records and whatnot over there in Saudi Arabia. Uh, And and often these questions get posed of like, look, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this particular controversial topic. Like I know you want to talk about the the three-part on on the, the ninth hole there, Greg, but... You know, how do you feel about the the journalist being murdered? And and Greg's response, instead of just you know puffing it off and going, look, that's not my, my thing. He's like, look, we've all made mistakes. Nice, Gary. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> Greg, come on, like his donkey dick has fucking taken over his brain. It's fucking it's fried. Well, now. I think that's. The reason he can say things like that is because of his donkey penis. It's yeah. because he has a donkey penis that when someone asks him. What do you think about Jamal Khashoggi? He's like, oh, look, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thinks he is Crocodile Dundee Greener. He ah, does. Just, just kids having good. fun. Yeah. Bit of fun. Like, that's not a knife. Yeah. That's, that's not a beheading. That's this not a, a cock. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cock, mate. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the shark. My God. Uh, PR him. disaster. I don't know. What's the, is it, uh, what's the score thing they do? Like to rate like how valuable a Hollywood celebrity might be for advertising, whatever that score is. X factor. No, it's not quite. But yeah, it's almost like a PR, not a PR score, but a something score. They're related. I think the sharks one's fucking getting lower by the week. Every time he speaks, just just fucking don't say anything, Greg. 
Uh, probably safer. <laughs> Minister, uh, Minister Fun Kimmy in the chat absolutely nails it. He's got big dick energy, Greener. That's what big dick energy is when you can just like, can ah, do. whatever. Yeah. People make mistakes, mate. Who gives a fuck, you know? Boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be <laughs> boys. <laughs> nice, Gary. Ah, just kids having fun, mate. <laughs> um, looking at this fucking rundown, man, this, this is the most serious show I think I've ever written. There's a lot of fucking serious shit in there, and that's enough. Time to talk about the sport, shall we? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of good ones for you here. You got some good ones. Now, let's talk about Leon Cameron, who's the... No, no, no. Legit- Before Leon Cameron, oh. when we were talking about Daryl White, Greener. I've got oh, to tell you... Daryl at 10, did we? All right, excellent. Yeah, no, Daryl White, White ahead of Leon. So right. this is Daryl White. He um, he played for the Brisbane Lions when they won three premierships in a row, which is a very – I think it only happened once before when they Probably won the three. dominant AFL side I've ever seen play. Like I know the Hawks – In their time, in, yeah. In their time, like they were just – no one could get near them. Yeah. Just absolutely decimated the opponents for three years running. For three and years. And we leave for a couple of years after that as well. But That's just right. it was basically just handing the flag at the start of the year. Let's not waste our time. Uh, they, I think they won fighting. three in a they won three in a row, but then they lost the fourth one. So they were going mm. for the record to win four in a row, which I think had only yeah. happened once before. And mm. then they got smashed in that fourth one because by then they're a little older. So yeah. this guy was a, a and this team was around like two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand and two, around that time. Yeah, they're thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was. This guy was a part of that team. Now the current Brisbane Lions team is a pretty handy team as well. And he's asked the inevitable shitty question at the press conference where some idiot journalist asked him, could your team beat the current Brisbane Lions team? And I thought this was just fucking wonderful. This was his response. Daryl, how would this team go against the, uh, the you know, uh, your team, the, uh, you know, what's the name, Hattrick team? Hattrick team? Oh, look, it, it's really hard to say. Look, I, I, I think they might get us by a couple of goals because we're all 40 and 50 now, mate. <laughs> And look at this, the, the thing that makes this, like, the, the best part about this. Look at the stare. He gives him. <laughs> so he's he's, he's like, staring at him like, you fucking idiot. That's stolen. It's an old Dom Bradman joke, that one. It is. I don't know. Yeah. Where the Dom was asked, like, how would you go against the current crop of fast bowlers? Well, maybe it's the West Indies or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I know, maybe 60, 70 on average. Like, That's oh, right. What do you mean? He's like, well, I am a 65-year-old man. That's so, it. similar joke. Yeah. Um, but it, it's... He pulled out the classic. Well, it's the classic because it's such a stupid fucking question that they such all have to Such a dumb fucking question. Yeah. Like, fucking, come on. Like, don't waste time. There's too many. We've talked about it before. There's too many TV shows. There's too many TV channels. There's too much airtime. There's too much newspaper space. There's just too much to try and fill. We need to fucking cut it all back. Yeah. Like, all of it. But so then Well, that's all. You know what, though? That's on you, man. Like, I was thinking, I was thinking, literally thinking about that last night, right? I was watching mm. AFL 360. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, Robbo, both Robbo and Jared, right? They both, they're, you know, they're they're on the media. Like Jared has a fucking three-hour radio show in Melbourne every day. Robbo no, does no. radio spots, but he's no, also no, no, the no, football. Well, he's also the football editor at the Herald Sun, so everything <laughs> yeah. kind of goes through him. But in saying that, like I agree with your point that it's the same voices that just fucking saturate each sport. And they have multiple different shows, so it's basically just the same opinions getting circulated around. But by the same token, I don't listen or watch or read their other shit. I just watch mm. that one-hour show. 
So, and that's enough for me. So, like, for me, it's not like an over. I don't care what you're doing during the day. You know, this show's on at 7.30 at night, you know, live. I'm, I watch that. I don't care about the fucking newspaper column. I don't care really about the radio show, you know, just do yeah. your thing. So that's on you, you know. If you're so committed to a sport where you listen to the same person give the the same opinion three times a day, right? You know, you might listen to the radio, you might listen to the footy podcast with Footy Buffhead, and then Footy then Footy Buffhead has a column in the paper that you buy. You're like, oh, I gotta see what the Buffhead's saying today. <laughs> I it fucking literally eight minutes ago. Yeah. And then I listen to the podcast where you talk about the same thing you talk about on the radio. That's right. And then the footy bullfeds hanging out with Danny Widler talking about Anthony Mundine. All right. Later on, you watch that. And then the footy bullfeds, you know, doing a show at night. If you care so much about footy that you're watching the footy bullfed give the same opinion four times a day, that's a you problem, mate. That's not a media problem. No, you, you make a fair point. Like, I, that's something I've said many, many times. When I see people frustrated about the media and like blah blah blah, I'm like, just stop just fucking. Turn it off. It. <laughs> <laughs> don't click it. Don't read it. Like, no, we have got like, this is the old off. days where literally me and you would stay up and watch sports tonight at eleven o'clock every night yeah. because that's the only way we could in, see any sport. Because yeah. at the time we didn't have Foxtel, and we were like, well, we love sports, so we got to stay up and watch the thirty minute wrap, and we have that. That was kind of what was available. Mm-hmm. Now you got fucking access to everything at every particular time but at the same time it means there's too much so there's a lot of shit so you just got to trifle through the shit the problem is the people clicking on the shit that leads to those questions like oh daryl it's all zoo you think would we know that like we don't need that question i want to know about the fucking game coming up now once again daryl was just there to plug indigenous round so suddenly it was actually just an advertising piece and like well there's only so many questions we can ask about indigenous round there's really no point for this press conference other than the advertising aspect. Fuck. Correct. Have we got any questions for Daryl? Uh, nah, fuck it. Ask him about if the 2001 team would beat this team because well, there's nothing to actually ask Daryl, but we've trudged him out for a press conference and we've got to fill 10 minutes. That's it. Nice, Gary. Fucking nice, Gary. Couldn't have said it better myself. Just this boiled it. You, boiled, so you basically thing, boiled oh. down the whole show in, yeah. in the time, it, less than the time it takes to boil an egg. It's fucking annoying that this show is so serious tonight. I don't like it. Well, can we go to this then? Because I think this this man is going to get a nice Gary from us. Nice anyway. Definitely gets a nice Gary for us. Sit fucking five out of the last six years taking the team to the fucking finals. Yep. And look, one, I've just taken one of finals game five out of the last six years. Never lost to the Swans in a finals game. Yeah. Won three, lost none. <laughs> So this this club was a fucking absolute. Like, I know it was a, a young club, and Sheeds helped bring everyone through. But nah, this is fuck the guy. I'm not a F- Sheeds fan. No, I'm not. I'm not saying Sheeds did much. What I'm saying is, like, when he took over, like, he, he wasn't. He didn't take over from the foundation, but he took a club that was fucking nothing but losers at the time. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, getting and, smashed. Yeah. Uh, by 100 every week, yep. like every week. Like if we didn't get beaten by 100, it's like, that's a win. Yep. It's like when we used to play golf. And if we, if we hit like 105, like good round. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Like, what a good round that was. Absolutely. That's what it was like being a GWS fan in the early days. And he turned them from that and kind of like, look, Sheed's built some like minor foundations, but we, I'm going to take you guys to the next level. Yep. And fuck me, did he do a good job? Uh, GF, mate. Like, yeah. I know we didn't win it, but at the same time, taking that club that has no like a very small fan base and very small following <laughs> against the, the powerhouses that have like, like I know we got some money behind us from the AFL, but it's not the support it gets. Is is just an unbelievable job. Be it, be it in the chat. Very funny. Um, here we go, clutching with wins over the so I'm not clutching at anything. Like you know, it's just true. Like they did, 
They yeah. haven't lost to the Swans in finals. Like, uh, the Swans won the grand final the year that we were in the comp the first year, which was 2012, if I'm not mistaken, and have gone on to lose two since unceremoniously. So, you know, welcome to the club. We only lost one, at least, so that's a fucking positive. <laughs> nice, Gary! <laughs> no, but like, I, I don't hate the Swans, though. B.A. knows that. That's just a bit fun. But, yeah, uh, if you're listening, we're talking about the Giants head coach, Leon Cameron, who um, I kind of had... I was very optimistic. I was very bullish at the start of this year, Greeno, because the way we finished last year, getting into the finals, again, beating the Swans in the final, the first one to, to get to the next round, got knocked out after that. But it's a young it, – it is a team that's kind of in transition, you know, because, like, Cameron's not there anymore. Um, a lot of the players have left. You've kind of got, like, a few of the older – Guy, they're the, the senior guys now are guys like Toby Green and Josh Kelly and Lockie Whitfield, and they're like 28, 29 now, you know? Yeah. Uh, you've got a couple of older guys still, but they, then there's a lot of young kind of young kids coming through, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a good year. But anyway, it turns out we're two and six or something like that. <laughs> two and six to start yeah. the year. It's not pretty. And um, the coach, who I really like, Leon, like there's nothing to dislike about. You know how when you're a football fan, and Leon Cameron's been the coach of this team for nine years now. And like you said, he's played a lot. He's he's got a very good record. He's played a lot of finals. He's won a lot of. He's won more finals than he's lost. They lost the. They didn't win a grand final. Yeah, fair enough. But they've played a lot. Of, they've been a competitive team. That's all you can ask for. It's like a team. Team that, one, it would have been the, yeah, just yeah. in there with a the chance. That's it. Like winning the grand final is obviously amazing, and that's what you want. But you can't rate every success and failure against winning grand finals. Like that's. Well, think about it, like even the, like the, just to say the logic of it is there's 16 teams in the, 16 18 teams in the 18, comp. Yeah. There's going to be 17 losers every year. Yeah. Like, like you, to have the threshold of like oh only the the one that wins the championship had a good year. No no no. Making the finals every year means you're a pretty fucking good team. And like yeah. getting into that like the back end of the final series to almost being a GF, being a GF is still successful. It's just yeah. it's about realism of a fandom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's literally a one in eighteen chance to be a happy fan if that's what your threshold is of success. Yeah, I, like you, I, I'm just happy to see a team like in all the teams I support, Greeno. No matter what the sport, the yeah. the winning of the championship for me is all has always been and is always like the bonus. I'm Ooh. really if I if I support a team, I really just want to see them try and play well, do the best they can, and we'll see how it goes. You know, like that's really my only expectation. Mm. Um, you know, but. You can't coach by that. And maybe after nine years, like, it is a pr fucking pretty shitty job. Well, he decided to, you know, call it quits. He's going to resign, and that's enough. Mark Mavay is going to be the coach for the rest of the year. And then, who knows, Alistair Clarkson's out there, Greeno. Suddenly he popped up out of nowhere in the media this week. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that was a coincidence. He's yeah. like, hey, what, what do you mean? Leon, Leon's fucking worse. That's fucking, that's still not a bad school. Fucking, that's a good job. Hmm. All right. I better start showing my head up in these fucking media things and footy buffheads fucking radio show and footy beat it. <laughs> yes. yeah. podcast. Better get my head the on buff head, The buff, footy buffhead show, Greeno. The <laughs> podcast. You got to listen to it three times. Clarko's on all of them. Fucking oh, nice Gary Clarko. Playing the same bullshit. Oh, no, I haven't, I haven't had any discussions with GWS. That's going to be his fucking thing literally for next year. No, mate, I haven't had any discussions with GWS, but I thought I'd just come out here. Because I feel like I need to talk about the. Like, he won't explain why he's in getting interviewed or yeah. discussing it. Look, I don't. I don't reckon. Like, I don't reckon he'll take the Giants' job. I might be the only one who thinks that, and I'd be 
you know, I'd, of course, because I look. If honestly, my preference would be to keep Leon Cameron, but clearly he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like I, I really like Leon Cameron, and I, I don't think not winning a premiership is his fault. I think he's done a very what? good job. Um, oh, look, that that fucking team we lost to was Richmond, wasn't it? Richmond, yeah. And in yeah. 2016, was- we lost the prelim at home against the Bulldogs, who went on to win the comp. Win. We lost like, the 2017 prelim against Richmond, yeah. who then won the comp. Like, it, and every single time, twice. every single yeah. year, we've always had like half a dozen play of our best players injured, injured as well. <laughs> yeah, every year, and we still yeah. being that competitive. So, yeah, but yeah, credit, credit to him. But yeah, it's it's not against like shit teams that we should have won. It's like. Some pretty decent teams. But yeah, he's saying Mark McVeigh is favourite to take over at GWS. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a, a, like, do you mean in the betting markets? Because he wouldn't be my favourite. Um, you know, nothing against the guy, but I just imagine with so many of these, like you've got Ross Lyon who's floating around out there. Even Nathan Buckley. Someone's going to ask Nathan Buckley to coach again at some point, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, just give him a call and say where you're at. <laughs> you know, what do you feel like? Do you think it's also not a coincidence that that, uh, that stuff was leaked about Collingwood this week? Uh, probably not. That, that links to Nathan Buckley? Yeah, probably not. You know, yeah. who knows? It's all, it's fucking who politics knows? over there too, isn't it? Yeah. Like just. So anyway, out. Leon Leon Cameron's originally from Victoria, originally from Melbourne. He's been living now in Sydney for ten years, obviously since he moved up here to take the coaching job, which he's had for nine years. He was an mm-hmm. assistant for one, and then the coach for nine. And he was asked if he's going to stay in Sydney, Greeno. And this is the press conference where he announced that he's resigning as the head coach of this team. This, this is the same press conference he's asked, does he want to stay in Sydney? Have a listen to this. You can stay in Sydney. I hope so. Yeah. You got a job? I hope so. Hey, you got a job? <laughs> Just put it straight on him, didn't he? Hey? Oh, yeah, you going to give me a job or what? You know, I'd love to have a bit of silverware sitting beside that, but we don't have that. But we're in a we're in a we're in a good spot. Are you going to stay in Sydney? I hope so. Yeah. You got a job? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You give my people to talk to your people. What do you reckon? <laughs> nice Gary. Nice Gary. Once again, what's the fucking point of that question? Like they are just literally filling time at that point. Yeah. Like, uh, uh have you got any, uh, mate, have you got any questions left? No, nah, I've got no questions left. Well, you haven't asked a question yet. Well, I've got to get my head on camera. Ask him if he's going to stay in Sydney. Big like, Greeno. Shane Mumford, Greeno, BE in the chat is putting the odds in the chat. Shane Mumford, who is an assistant coach now at the Giants, right? I think he's playing like, last year, wasn't he? Uh, he was playing last year. He he played <laughs> for he played for us longer than he played for the Swans, incidentally. Uh, I fun did little say, fact. Yeah. yeah, in the end, yeah, eventually. Because uh, he retired, remember, and then he came back two years later and played for another That's two right. years yeah, and then probably. retired again. Now he's an assistant coach, Greener. He is $34 in the betting market to be the next GWS nice, coach. And there is nothing I would like more. Because when remember when that footage came out of Shane Mumford doing the big fat lines of fucking cocaine? That's right. And while he was doing this big fat line of cocaine, Greeno, the other guys who were pissing up in the room are chanting, sausage, sausage, sausage. <laughs> Because obviously, because of the sausage size fucking line that he was snorting right up his fucking snores, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, he became like, because we're from Western Sydney, Greeno, and it's part of drug abuse is part of our culture. It's part of what we do here. He yeah. became a cult hero after that video <laughs> came out. And so much so, I'd be in the stands and people would be yelling out, kick it to sausage. No, that, like, Gary. 
Sausage became his nickname in the stands. Like everyone was like, yes, come on, Sausage, get in there. Like we loved him because of it. If he became the head coach, I would that I would be happy. I don't even care if we don't win a game that year. Every day's a mad Monday. Every day's a mad Monday. No. We know he's a challenge. <laughs> 34. Yes, give me in the chat. Nose beers, Greeno. The nose beers. That's that's a rehab session. Just a couple of nose beers. You're good to go, boys. That's it. Fire back up. Coach Sausage. There we go. Ah, we got anything else? That's that's pretty much it for the rundown. We got anything else to chat about? Do you have any story time this week? Uh, Oh, yeah, I can give you a little story time if you want a quick one. I like stories about pinatas. Though I don't know how quick it's going to be, but yeah, I've got a fun little story for you. Oh, I'll get another beer then if you've got a story time. Oh, you know what? I'll get a beer too. Let's, let's, I tell you what, let's play something that takes up a bit of time. Uh, We'll just do the court dates and we'll be back in a bit. Be in the chat, Ross Lyon, fifteen dollars. I would be really happy if Ross Lyon became the Giants coach, because I he's my favorite. Yeah, Frio and St Kilda before that. Yeah, that's right. Um, He's my favorite. Purely like selfishly, I would love Ross Lyon to be coach. I think he's a great coach. Number one, fair enough. But the reason I like him is because he hates the media more than any other coach. So (laughs) in his press conference, he's just very short. Like he doesn't tolerate idiots. And that's yeah. why I like him. He's like, mate, like he'll he'll question them. Like if he gets a dumb question from a journalist, <clears throat> he throws it back on them. And he's like, oh, okay. So were you keeping stats or? And I go, oh, um, uh, you know, sorry, I'm asking. And he's like, no, no, I just want to, I want to know what you saw when you saw that play. Like, what did you think of it? Like, and he puts it back on them. He fucking hates them. So that's why I'd be happy <laughs> no, with Ross Lyon being the coach. Nice. Yeah, I've got a little story time for you, Greeno. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had cable if you want to call it, Foxtel in this house, probably for like 15 uh, years. Mate, since I remember, no, probably longer, like back in the day, we're talking 18, 19-year-old Greeno. Yep. So we're talking almost 20 years that you've always had a Foxtel in your home. Yeah. I've always been one to be like, you know what, I just want the most, even if I'm not going to watch all the channels, I just want them there because yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a habitual flicker, Greeno. <laughs> I love to flick. So the more options I have to flick around, the happier I am. I don't necessarily watch anything. I just love yeah. to flick around. So I've always had cable. And recently, Greeno, you know, because the cable was the cable for the last 15 years. I mean, like the cable that goes in the ground, you know what yeah. I mean, comes through the wall, et cetera, et cetera. But cable ain't cable no more in this country. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. It's really, it's really not. I think we talked about this in the show previously. Like it's just, yeah, everything's just streaming now, isn't it? No, well, this, this is where this story gets juicy. About yeah. a month ago, Greeno, we get this fucking thing uh you know randomly lady boogs gets this text message and it's like or an email or something and it's like hey we just want to let you know that soon we're going to not be able to broadcast on cable anymore so we're giving you a free upgrade to our iq5 system this revolutionary system 
Like it's an that offer too right. good to refuse. Yeah, that sounds like a winner. Like, what's the cost to begin with? Okay. Uh, well, what 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 involvement do I have to be home for upgrades to happen? Like, mm-hmm. there, there could be some inconveniences that come with this thing. So I want to know these details. Well, but continue with your story. Well, no, those are all fair questions. But let me tell you, you don't even have to worry too much about that. The reason we <laughs> kept the Foxtel in the first place, the cable, is because if there's some kind of issue with the internet, we can still watch TV. Because cable is not, you know, an inter. It's not streaming, right? It's through the TV antenna and that's all right. Sort of thing, yeah. That's right. It's television. It's not fucking yeah. streaming. So that's why we kept this connection. Now we kept this connection, and we were like, okay, we'll keep this instead of getting something like KO. Because really, the only reason I have cable now is for sport. Like yeah. being totally honest. Lady Boogs watches everything on like the individual apps for the free to air channels anyway when yeah. she watches uh, want, wants to and it's Netflix and fucking you know other streaming it's like there's no need for free to air TV anymore you can just fucking bypass it but I yeah. keep I keep the cable for the fucking sport because the sport is off its tits on cable like yeah. there's so many sport options so and you get all the football games live right Great. so I'm like okay I'm going to keep this but I could get KO, which would be cheaper than the cable, but KO is a streaming service. So if there's some kind of issue with the internet, the internet drops out, I can't watch the fucking football. Whereas if I keep the cable, I fucking can, right? Yeah. Simple equation. Now we get this uh, situation from the Foxtel, like from the cable company, the Foxtel, let's call her Lisa S. Greener or uh, L. Simpson, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) So we we get this call from the cable company and it's like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to upgrade you into this magic new revolutionary service. Guess what, Greeno? IQ5 fucking internet. Nice, Gary. It's over the internet. No cable. No cable. So I'm what I say to the Lady Borgs, well, look, fuck them. We'll keep the box that has the cable and they can stick their new revolutionary thing up their ass. We then get a threat via text message from the cable company. And it goes along the line of, if you do not return the old cable box, we are going to charge you $300, (laughs) unless you return the cable box. And again, I say to the wife, tell them to stick it up their ass. I'll pay them $300 and keep the fucking cable box. Who cares? Uh, And apparently it doesn't work like that. The signal's going to get shut off. So I can't just keep the box and pay the $300 for lifelong cable. Like I thought. $300 on a fucking empty box. That's yeah, right, pretty much. So I was like, yeah. okay. Now they give you this option. Okay. You can either take the box to a place to, you know, hand it in, or at your convenience, we'll send a courier over to pick it up from your house. And I'm now, like, what are the costs associated? You know me, mate. I need to know the dollar value. Because yeah. if, they, if they're going to charge for the courier, now I've got to know the distance to the place to drop it off yeah. because now I've got to take into consideration petrol money. Ah, well, okay. I can tell you that they didn't give us an actual price, Greeno, but they did they did stipulate an affordable nice, price. Yeah, yeah. That was the affordable word they stick, used, affordable. Stick your affordable right up your clacker. That's, fucking, that's, that's no good, that. Well, we took the affordable option. I'm like, you know what? Book, it, book us in for an affordable. We'll manage yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, now, the situation was supposed to be that this courier was supposed to show up on Monday morning between 8 and 5, okay? That's our window between loose, 8 in the morning. Loose. It's a very loose window. 5 in the afternoon. And now, I have to pack the box myself into a box. Like, I have to pack the fucking set-top thing into a cardboard box. 
I got some bubble wrap that's that true. I had and wrapped up the thing so it wouldn't get damaged. Is this damaged. part of the contract? Because fucking, I'd be telling them to fucking jam it up their ass. That. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to send it. You've got to put it back in a box, basically, so the guy what? can pick it up and throw it in the back of his van, Greeno. No, 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 no. There's no fucking. There's no box etiquette. Yeah. It's it's basically you, you get you get the thing, the the whole thing. Mm. You don't get a. You know, it's just, it's kind of like returning something that you took out of a packet already. I'm not putting it back in the packet. <laughs> well, I mean. Look, I'll I'll pack it. I had a box here, you know. I got some tape. I fucking whacked a label on it, and I'm like, okay, it's good to go. That fucking thing. Well, it doesn't doesn't bother me. And I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll stick it out the front. Tell them it's on the front porch. No problem. The guy will be here between eight and five to pick it up. It's on the front porch. He doesn't even have to knock. Between eight and five. Between eight and five. Now, would you or would you not be surprised to know that between eight and five, this man did not show up? I wouldn't be shocked because uh, uh, when you stop paying them, they don't give a fuck about you. I don't care so anyway. they they will make you just do whatever they want you to do because you're not paying them money anymore. Mm. Mm. Well, I sat that box out there at eight o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. I went out and I brought it back in at five o'clock at night because I'm like, I, yeah. I guess I can't leave it out there all night. You know no. what? I'll put it out there tomorrow. Lady Boogs, can you chase up why they didn't show up? Yeah, no worries. Okay, I'll put it out there tomorrow. Yeah. She tells me, okay, look, they're going to be around, you know, probably in the next Between day. Between 8 and 5 tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, between <laughs> 8 and 5. I'm like, okay, so Tuesday. Tuesday, I get up, I put the box out at 8 o'clock, and would you be surprised to know, Greeno, that I bring it in yet again on Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. because nobody has mm. been around to collect it. I repeat this procedure through Wednesday Thursday and again still, still and, a, and again today on Friday. Now yeah. today the lady Boogs loses her cool and she's like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking talk to these books. <laughs> because while while I'm sitting this box out the front waiting for them to come and collect it, because we've been threatened via text message that we'll be charged three hundred dollars if we don't return it, yeah. we 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 continue to get these text messages all week from this company. Hey, just mm. letting you know, if you don't hand in the box it's going to be three hundred dollars. At this box has been here a week. That's right. At this point, the lady books decides to jump on Greeno. Now, do you remember my story about the Optus chat? The Optus chat. You got to get on the chat. <laughs> I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Now, if you don't remember the Optus chat, you'll have to go back and listen to the old episode. But was the Op- was the Optus chat or the Dan Murphy's chat? Because we had two chats about uh, the chat. The Dan Murphy's was the good experience. The Optus chat yeah. was the very the not good experience. Yeah. yeah. Now, in a similar vein to the Optus chat, the Lady Boogs decides to log herself onto the cable company chat. And ah, see, you don't jump on the chat. See what, you can, see what you can achieve in there. Hey, mate, how you go? <laughs> we talked about this. Like- now, she, she, this is the story as it was relayed to me. The first, <laughs> now, the first time she tried to log into this company chat, because remember, we've been leaving this fucking box on the porch all week. Because we were told that someone would be around to collect it, whilst we're being threatened, whilst we're being threatened via text message by the company saying they're going to charge us three hundred dollars if we don't send the fucking box back, and like they're ignoring us, they're not coming and collecting it, even though yeah. it's here. Now she logs onto this chat, and she's she's told in the chat, Greeno, get this, that she is number twenty eight in the queue. Nice, <laughs> to be served. And be she's, available between she's, eight and five to be right. answered in the chat. Now she's sitting here and she's watching this fucking thing, and it has not moved from twenty-eight for like ten or twenty minutes or something. Right? <laughs> it has the number has not gone down, and she's like, "Fuck this!" 
Someone called because she's still working, right? She's working from home. Someone called from work. She had to take the call. She was on a call for 10 minutes. She looks down at the phone. Not only has she jumped up the queue from number 28, Greeno, she's been put into a chat with somebody who has then closed the chat because she didn't answer fast enough. Nice, Jerry! All right. So yeah. she's been waiting to, to talk to someone in the live chat. She was number 28 in the queue. She's waiting 20 minutes. She jumps on a 10-minute call. She comes back and looks, and it's already long enough for them to basically hang up in yeah. the chat. So you have to I create a new case. Yeah. No, a new That's case. Right. Back to the end of the line, sorry. Back to the end of the line. So later on in the day, she tries again. <laughs> Tries to get in touch with these people again. Don't do the chat. (laughs) Now, we've been putting this box out for a fucking week. We've been getting text messages from the company threatening that they're going to charge us $300 if we don't give them their box back, yet they refuse to pick it up. Then when you're in the chat for 20 minutes, they hang up on you within two if you don't reply to them fast enough. Now, she gets gets back in, in the chat with this fucking cable company. And she explains the situation that, look, my husband's been putting this fucking box out every day for a week. You've refused to come and collect it, yet you're still sending us these threatening text messages. She gets a reply. Oh, if you want to set up for somebody to come and collect the box, please hit this link. Nice, Gary! She replies to the person, look, I've already set it up. I've already hit the link. I've already done this. The, The problem is you haven't come around to collect it yet. She's then replied to by the, the company because uh, she says to the company, look, you can charge me $300. I'm not fucking paying it. Nice, <laughs> there's no way you're getting $300 out of me. This is all on yeah. you. Fuck you, basically. They reply to her and say, the $300 charge will remain until the box is returned, Green. We've asked you to come fucking pick it up. How many times? <laughs> Six, five days in a row I've been putting yeah. this box out, waiting for the man to collect it between eight mm. and five, and he never shows up <laughs> every day. You need to get some like, – we, we had this conversation, I think, previously about a similar aspect with uh, my broken furniture. Yes. It got delivered, it was broken, blah, blah, blah. Until I started putting some fucking legalese in there, yep. I was told, oh, no, we've we got a fucking like six-week wait to come pick that shit up. Like, it's just going to have to stay there and make sure it doesn't get fucked up, otherwise you're not getting a refund. Yes. I put some legal – after like four weeks of waiting for this shit, I put some legalese in there back and forth with the dickheads in the chat. And then suddenly, magically, fucking collected the next day. Oh, what nice Gary. Nice Gary. So, yeah, a bit, bit of legalese, a little bit of uh, contract law, a bit of I'm going to the ombudsman. Um, I'm now charging interest for fucking, I mean, you just make up bullshit. But- You've got to flex, <laughs> flex a little bit of a threat muscle there, just enough just to be a problem. What's well, yeah, just gotta be annoying. Like you yeah. just got you don't you wanna get in their complaint metrics. Yeah. Because at the moment you're not in their complaint metrics. You gotta complain now. Yeah. Because if you're just sitting in a chat and you get locked up, no one's like, it's like, oh, it's fine. Everyone's happy. But as soon as you start getting into their complaint metrics, it goes to their stats. And that's when it starts to, oh, now we'll actually address the issue. So you just got to cut out the middle man, go straight to their complaints. And and that's right. I was like, I'm fucking, I'm sick of dealing with this back and forth. I'm getting nowhere. I know how they're going to measure their, their matrix. I'm just going to complain. And then I'm going to put some legalese. And then everyone's fucking with them. And then I, so I started threatening them with interest. Well, I can't, you can't do that because you don't. You're holding the asset and you're not getting charged, so you're not out of money. I appreciate well, I mean, your point. Nice, yeah. I appreciate your point, but I'm afraid. To, I'm sad to tell you, Greeno, that the story gets much, much worse from this point. It gets far worse. So, 
After she's threatened again via this app where she's told the $300 charge will remain until the box is returned. <laughs> and she says, basically, I'm not, I'm not paying anything. Go fuck yourself. She's then told, she's asked by the, the cable company, is there a particular icon on the sticker which we sent you to put on the box for our equipment? Is there a particular fucking brand on that sticker? And she replies, yes, it's a courier company, right? There's a particular courier company on this stamp to which the cable company amazingly replies, you need to chase it up with them. Nice. (laughs) So the cable company is, is, you know, basically blackmailing us. If you don't return this $300, uh, if you don't return this box, we're going to charge you $300. They refuse to pick it up. We call them and say, we've got it. You can come and get it. Don't charge me $300. Yeah. They say, no, no, no. You need to ch- chase it up with our customer, with our company that we've hired, nah, the fucking courier company. So yet mm. again, here we are in this situation. I've been talking about this for the last couple of years, and people are starting to see it. These fucking corporations have slowly but surely, they've turned it around to make it so we're working for them. No, exactly. Fuck that. That's why I do everything in writing as well. Mm -hmm. Because you sit there and you can call, you can be on a phone call forever, and there's no kind of like transcript of it. Everything everything I do when it comes to these kind of issues, all in writing. So when it gets to that point where like, well, we're charging the 300, I'm like, well, here's my transcript. Like here's here's where I originally sent you the email. Here's the transcript of what happened with the transactions. Here's my attempts to return it. Here's my follow-up attempts. Here's my further follow-up attempts. Here's my third. Here's basically the full storyline's always in writing, and they've got it there, so they they're always going to lose. It's mm-hmm. fucking. Ins- you're right. It's fucking criminal what they're doing. Yep. Um. And and you know the the moral of the story is so she replied to you know the cable company again and said oh so that's great. So now I'm going to have to sit on the phone again for another hour <laughs> to another company to to organise the collection of the thing that you're threatening <laughs> threatening us with yeah. if we don't collect, even though we've been putting it out there every fucking day between yeah. eight and five no, for a week, scary. and you've yeah. refused to come and collect it. So apparently, Greeno, we were told about this is about two o'clock this afternoon. Look, yeah. we'll try to send someone over before five. And I'm st- <laughs> now you know what I'm like. I'm standing at the door with a cigarette in my mouth at yeah. at four four fifty nine. Greedo, bring the package in, son. Yeah, bring the package in. Bring the package in. I bring it back in. We're then told, look, you know what? We'll probably swing past on Monday. Monday. <laughs> Monday. Between, so apparently, nine and five. That's right. So remind me, I'll have to update you next yeah. next week on the show. <laughs> Whether or not this fucking box has been collected. I like stories about pinatas. I like it. That's a good way to end the show, I think, sir. That's it. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. Thanks to everyone for joining. A lot of people in the chat tonight, Greeno. So it's good to see so many uh, friendly faces in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Very nice. Uh, I'll be back tonight, Greeno, US 6 p.m. East Coast time. I'm going to have the beard of truth on, Greeno. Ah, oh, Beard of Truth. There we go. Mr. That's Mr. America. Yeah, Mr. America, yeah. Beard of Truth. Probably been a year or two even. Like, mm. He went off and did something. I don't know. He had a kid or something, and then he didn't want to fuck around on the internet as much anymore. Nah, know. see, waste of time. How yeah, sad that's, is that? that's, that's, that's a way to get away from the kids. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, yeah, mm. we're going to have Mr. America, uh, the Beard of Truth on. We're going to talk about Libertopia. He's a Libertopian brother, so we'll have some fun, have some laughs, kick back, chill. It'll be nice. Don't forget yeah, to follow all of our friends. 
uh, again, special shout out to BE. Get well soon, brother. Uh, make sure you recover. No one can, the swans won't help you, but you know, you can help yourself. That's the fucking main thing. So nice, Gary, to BE. Uh, Greeno, is that it? We're out. We're done. That's it. We're done. All right. I can't believe the show went for two hours. Unbelievable. We had no content. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth.